Will you outlive your assets? I think the answer to that is you will not if you have careful planning and aggressive savings. The simple plans we've talked about today will work in most financial situations. The insurance products mentioned can become essential tools in maximizing current and future assets. Now, there's one point I'd like to leave you with today, and it's this. It's never too late to plan for your future. Welcome to the Financial Verse Podcast. I'm your host, Harry Stout. This podcast is dedicated to improving your financial wellness. Our focus is to educate and inform about all aspects of money. We seek to reduce the financial anxiety, stress, and drama you face daily dealing with money. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Financial Verse Podcast. I'm your host, Harry Stout. In this episode, we'll discuss a key retirement-related question that listeners have. That question is, will I outlive my assets in retirement? And by the way, this question is one of the most searched on Google each year. So let's begin. In 2021, many financial experts say that you'll need close to $2 million saved to fund your retirement. What happens once you save this amount? Or have you saved this amount? How are you doing getting to your $2 million? Well, most Americans today set aside little to none of their monthly income for retirement, yet they expect to live as well or better than they do now when they stop working. Chances are, unfortunately, most people will outlive their assets. So in this episode, we'll discuss how to avoid this problem. First off, let's talk about living longer. Ignoring the impact of COVID, unfortunately, that we're dealing with all dealing with right now, Americans are living longer. We have one of the finest medical systems that has ever existed. And we continue to make medicines and discover treatments that prolong life and uh, overall improve the quality of our life as we age. In fact, it's a grand time to be alive. Now, if you look back, when the Social Security Act was passed in 1935, Think about this for a second. The average life expectancy for a man was 59.9 years. That's correct, 59.9 years. When benefits kicked in at 65, most people would be dead. For a woman at that time, 63.9 years. If you forward it to today, the average male can expect to live 17 years past his 65th birthday, and the average female, 20 years. So if you look back, our parents and grandparents were very lucky. They saved money during their working years. They received Social Security. Most likely, they got a pension. They lived modestly. They controlled their, their lifestyle, if you will. And they usually died with enough assets to leave an inheritance of some sort to their children. Now, today, for you and me, retirees can expect to live 20 to 30 years past their retirement date, 20 to 30 years. And realistically, people today are more active than previous generations, and they spend significant amounts of money on travel and other leisure activities. For instance, today, many people play golf, and including middle-class families. That sport was once reserved for only wealthy individuals. Remember, golf is not exactly an inexpensive game. So if you currently enjoy a sport that requires fees, such as golf, 
you can plan on participating even more more frequently, if you will, when you retire, you're going to have to have the money to pay your grains fees. So with both of these factors in mind, living longer and living more actively, you can see that you're going to need significantly more retirement income than your parents. Again, you might spend one third of your life in retirement, one third. Do you have the money to pay for that? So as we look at this, what are the implications on your financial retirement plans of these issues? How will you have to change your behavior now? How, what actions will you need to take to pre prevent outliving your assets? Many people think they can uh, somehow adjust to a, a lower standard of living if they don't have the money or that their expenses will magically decrease once they stop work. Realistically, some expenses will go down. On the other hand, other expenses will increase, likely healthcare. So let's take just a couple of minutes and look at the realities of living longer. One of the first realities is the need to live on what is a fixed income or mostly a fixed income. Now, that is a retirement fallacy in the sense that will you be able to live on a fixed income in an inflationary time period. In fact, many retirees find they need additional income every year, just as you might need a raise in salary to offset inflation. It may not be a big increase each year, but even a 1% increase in your retirement income, and you plan for this over 20 years, it adds up. So you need to plan to give yourself a raise in retirement, just as you would to work for a raise during your career. Unfortunately, when you do this, this puts more pressure on your retirement, making it even uh, easier to outlive your assets. Now, there are some realities to living longer, and one has to do with preparation. And in this case, let me give you an example of an unprepared retiree. Imagine that a retiree, that person retires with a small pension, a fixed but inadequate Social Security payment, and very little savings. Let's also assume that this retiree owns their own home. Most likely, this retiree is going to quickly run out of money. With a small pension and fixed Social Security income, they'll probably need to dip into their savings rather quickly to help pay their cost of uh, living. To avoid this, the individual could possibly accept a much lower standard of living, for instance, not eating out, giving up entertainment, conserving on utilities, having to move in potentially with a roommate or family, or that individual could liquidate assets. Maybe they could sell the house or any car that they have. This retiree might have to sell his home and live with relatives, for example, or in more modest living quarters. And today you're seeing more and more seniors do this. We have a concept called potting, where folks are living together uh, in a common area so they can share living costs and reduce their overall housing costs. Unfortunately, being forced to sell your home to fund your retirement is not really good financial planning. Also, when planning for retirement, consider that you might also have to live with a disability that's going to require additional funds. A disability can require special medical devices and services not fully covered by health insurance. So if you think that a disability means you'll die sooner, unfortunately, you're mistaken. Even with a disability, most people will probably live long past their retirement date. So all of these considerations come together to create a retirement savings gap. 
And in this country, there's an enormous retirement savings gap. We already know that few people are saving enough to pay for their retirement. The fundamental rule of retirement planning is that workers accumulate the assets that they'll need to finance their consumption during their retirement. And uh, that's fundamentally it. You're accumulating assets to fund your consumption later in life. When they are confronted with the savings gap problem, many people tend to think, oh, that doesn't apply to me. The usual response is, I'm saving enough, or I'll get around to saving later when my expenses decrease, when my kids leave the house. Most people are currently not saving enough and may not begin saving in the future. In fact, many people give up on long-term savings, and they assume that Social Security will take care of them. Please don't do this. Living on Social Security alone is, is not a good strategy. You typically cannot do it. You see some articles about it, but it's so difficult. And I think the quality of life that you'll end up with is, is just not good. Now, as you begin to take a different approach, a more enlightened approach, and you begin to look at what assets should I have? How should I save? I think one of the things you should keep in mind is that there are several investment products that should be in everyone's planning portfolio. The first thing you should look at is any investment vehicle that you can fund with pre-tax dollars. Examples would be individual retirement accounts, 401k accounts, specifically 401k accounts where you get that employer match. That's powerful. That's free money. These are typically the most effective long-term investments since you contribute dollars and earn compound tax-deferred or tax-free interest until retirement. The only disadvantage to these programs is there are contributions and income limits. They change each year. We talk about these uh, on the Financial Verse a lot. Once you've contributed the maximum or exceed the income level to qualify, you cannot continue to participate for that year. Another investment option or class of products you should look at would be non-qualified annuities and cash value life insurance, as these can be a good foundation for a solid retirement strategy. They're safe, yet your savings can realize growth through tax-deferred compounding, in particular, cash value life insurance. These contributions are unlimited that you can make to these products, so you contribute large amounts during your peak earning years to maximize tax-deferred growth over a relatively short period of time. Now, there are several ways that annuities and life insurance products can help you minimize the tax consequences of distribution when you reach retirement. So it's accumulation and distribution. The nice thing about life insurance and annuities, some of the products can convert pension distributions, for, as an example, into funds that continue to generate tax-favored earnings, even as they provide benefit income. You can use also other products to fund final expenses and charitable contributions or defray taxes. Whatever your need, there's probably an insurance product that can help you secure your retirement years. So let's summarize today's episode. Will you outlive your assets? I think the answer to that is you will not if you have careful planning and aggressive savings. The simple plans we've talked about today will work in most financial situations. The insurance products mentioned can become essential tools in maximizing current and future assets. Now, there's one point I'd like to leave you with today, and it's this. 
it's never too late to plan for your future. Get started. It can really help you, even if you're much, much older, sitting down with a financial planner, trying to take assess your situation. You can make some decisions that might improve the quality of your life as you age. So that's it for today. We look forward to our next session together. Thanks for listening today. The Financialverse podcast is brought to you by Better Wealth. Better Wealth's mission is to unlock intentional living by helping you better manage your money. To find out more, go to betterwealth.com. If you like what you've heard today, please rate us on your podcast service and forward today's program to your family and friends. We would really appreciate it. To learn more about the Financialverse, please visit financialverse.com.